Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me again, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Can't wait, dude. We're one week away from the Rumble. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's like one of my favorite times of the year. I cannot wait. All right. Because in one week, we will be officially on the road to WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Let's yes, get to it. sir. This. Let's do it, brother. We got some Monday Night Raw to talk about. We got some Friday Night Smackdown. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Let's do it right now. I was waiting for you to say fun on a bun. I didn't do it this time. (laughs) (laughs) Starting off with Monday Night Raw, we had a women's tag match to open the night. Someone's pretending to be AEW. Oh! Sorry. (laughs) Couldn't help myself. As we had uh, combatants for the Raw Women's Tag... uh, Sorry, Raw Women's Championship, Dewdrop and Becky Lynch teaming up to take on Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair. As Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and a Royal Rumble opponent Dewdrop traded verbal jabs to kick off Raw, Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan emerged to be let it be known that they're both going to be part of this year's 30-woman Royal Rumble match, making it clear that no matter who wins between Dewdrop and the big-time Becks at Royal Rumble, their title reign will be on borrowed time. The tensions nearly spilled into an all-out brawl, but order was maintained for a tag match to get underway. Dewdrop decided to interrupt Lynch's pin attempt on Morgan with a huge splash. 
She then proceeded to tag the, or sorry, to drag the women's champion across to the corner so she could tag herself in and pick up the victory for her team. She then capped off her statement by delivering a bonsai drop onto the Raw Women's Champion in their own corner. Ooh. Two drops coming out, firing on all cylinders. She's showing that she's not afraid, and she did not get this title shot because Becky Lynch did anything for her. Absolutely, and she's proving a point that she is the most deserving woman on the Raw brand. And she's going to try to make that statement at the Rumble. But that's a good start for her on Monday night to prove herself. Definitely. Next up, we had KO Kevin Owens taking on United States Champion Damian Priest. Following an exciting edition of the KO show with Seth Frickin' Rollins, during which Owens declared his entry into the 30-man Royal Rumble match, Owens had to go to work in a championship contenders match against United States Champion Damian Priest. KO was able to build some momentum heading into or heading toward the Rumble as he prevented the champion from unleashing his Damian side and nailed Priest with a deceptive stunner to lay uh, to lie his way to victory. Hmm. Kevin Owens being Kevin Owens as usual. Right. Nothing new there. At all. No. But I don't really have much to say about it. I'm tired of hearing about Kevin Owens. And- mm-hmm. I can't believe we got a win on him, though. All right. And then, where are we getting? Are we getting another version of Timon and Pumbaa here? Because him and Seth Rollins have been buddy-buddies. It's really weird. Right. It's really not cool. What I don't like, too, is Seth Rollins is talking about if he wins the Universal title, he's bringing it back to Raw. So, uh, yeah. So, we'll have... A champion swap? Yeah. I guess. Well, you never know anymore with these things. It's It's just dumb, dude. It's like there's no rules anymore. Yeah, true. Well, you know, then you have the draft and then everything goes on haywire. So with that, and so you have to have a weird, awkward championship switch that way, too. It's just... Yeah. It's just so that they can keep Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. Right, because I'm sure Fox is panicking. Oh, my God, they put him on Raw! Right. (laughs) Well, Fox, this is what happens when you make your bed with WWE sometimes. Now lie on it. <laughs> Anyways, next up, uh, we had the Alpha Academy's graduation ceremony. This was funny, dude. Right? The new ta- Raw Tag Team Champions kicked off their reign in style as Chad Gable presented Otis as an official graduate with high honors from the Alpha Academy. It didn't take long for Riddle to hit the scene sporting his own cap and gown, hoping for a rematch. <laughs> To come RK Bro's way. Instead, Master Gable proposed a, a test of Riddle and Randy Orton's mental aptitude in the form of an Alpha Academy academic challenge, which the Viper emphatically accepted with a devastating RKO to Gable. <laughs> yeah, it is funny, dude. So, are we going to get like a. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. afterwards, they both got in the ring and actually Randy Orton put on the cap and gown and, and they stood in there together. I was like, oh my god, dude, it's funny as hell. So, are they going to sit there and have an academic challenge? Are they going to sit there and, like, have a Jeopardy-style setup? Oh, you should have seen the look on Otis's face when when Chad Gable said academic challenge. He went, like, shit. Uh, no? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is that my final answer? (laughs) Right. 
Alright, next up we had Austin Theory taking on Finn Balor. A hungry Austin Theory needed to prove himself in a one-on-one -on -one action against Finn Balor, with Mr. McMahon declaring just before the match that if Theory should lose, he would beat him, him, up, him up himself, take his own selfie, and send it to Theory's mother. <laughs> that was funny. The fast-paced action culminated when Theory hit Balor with his ATL and earned the impressive victory. Uh, he wasn't quite done when the bell rang, however, as Theory continued to attack Balor after the match and seized the opportunity to add another selfie to his collection at the expense of his fallen opponent. Just dumb, dude. I don't like Austin Theory. I don't like the fact that he's Vince McMahon's guy. And I really don't like him using a cell phone in a, in a wrestling match. Hmm. Uh, yeah, this is going to be interesting, to say the least. Moving forward. I'm tired of Austin Theory already. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. Alright, so next up, we were supposed to have a settlement of their differences in the form of a one-on-one -on -one match between Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. Um, but the women's tag champions, Carmella and Qu uh, Queen Zelina, had something to say to the Nightmare before the match. The champions claimed that Ripley would never find success again on her own, causing a distraction just long enough for the almost superhero to attack her former partner and escape before the match could ever get underway. Interesting. Some animosity there between these women, man. Absolutely. It's getting kind of a little cray-cray. Next up, we had Almost taking on Reggie. Oh, this isn't even fair. Why are we having this match? <laughs> anyway, so the stare-down was staggering as Almost met Reggie in the middle of the ring before the sound of the bell. Before the action could begin, our truth Akira Tozawa and Tamina all tried to get their hands on 24-7 champion Dana Brooke. Almost proceeded to dispatch Truth and Tozawa before, uh, quickly before turning his glare toward Tamina, who promptly took off. All this commotion left Reggie in an opening, an opening to launch a move off the top rope, but it backfired and almost delivered a massive two-handed chokeslam to earn another victory. Almost is just a big dude, and they're going to push him like he's the big guy, and... Mm -hmm. They're going to put him against smaller guys. Reggie's very talented, but there's no way you're, you're, you're uh, going to win against a behemoth like Omos. Absolutely. That's kind of insane. All right. Let's see here. Next up, Maurice invited Seth Phoenix to meet her for a woman-to-woman -woman, um, talk in the ring. Let's see here. So, Maurice's invitation to Beth Phoenix uh, to meet her in the ring, woman to woman, seemed odd from the beginning. So, Edge made sure to trail closely behind his wife as she arrived for this confrontation. An emotional Maurice proceeded to plead with the Glamazon to call off the ta mixed tag match at the Rumble. Instead, opt for a big family play date involving both couples' children. But Phoenix was, have none, was having none of it. At the opportune time, the Miz emerged to pick a fight with Edge, distracting him enough for Maurice to nail Phoenix with a purse loaded with a brick. The A-lister and his wife left the rated R superstar to tend to his own spouse as they enjoyed landing a significant blow to their Royal Rumble opponents. Yeah, this is shots fired here, dude. Uh, it's going to be a good match between them, but uh, I also think that, uh, you know, mm -hmm. Miz and Maurice better watch out. Absolutely, man. Definitely. Especially now, man, because, you, you know, it's like you, you put a brick in a purse. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Not good. Definitely not good. And not a good way to in, uh, incite the fury of 
Beth Phoenix, and of course Edge as well. Yeah, Edge is like the ultimate opportunist. You really don't really want to screw with him. <laughs> right. And when you screw with his wife, you're going to get... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes into another sort of level of crazy that is both intriguing and scary at the same time. <laughs> right. All right, next up, we had a uh, eight-man tag match as the Street Profits and the Mysterios took on the Dirt... The Dirty Dogs, Apollo Crews, and Commander Aziz. In a Royal Rumble match preview of sorts, the Street Profits joins forces with the Mysterios to take on the quartet of Ziggler, Rude, Crews, and Commander Aziz. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford did a good job working as a unit with the father-son duo, enough for their team to earn the victory after Ford connected with an awe-inspiring frog splash on Crews. After the bout, Ray and Dominic decided to send a little message to their partners by tossing the Street Profits both over the top rope for the master, or for only the for the master of the six one nine to toss his son over the rope, right after to teach him the ultimate Royal Rumble lesson, and that's probably where the split becomes evident <laughs> for the Mysterios. Yeah, I think he's letting his son know that no matter what, he's gonna try and get that W in the Rumble. And uh, Ray Mysterio has done it before, so uh, yep, watch out. Absolutely. All right, it is time for the main event as we have Bobby Lashley taking on Seth freaking Rollins. Is even fair? Yes. All right. For the reasons why, I'll keep to myself. <laughs> Royal Rumble's top two champion cha- championship uh, challengers collided in the Raw main event as the almighty Bobby Lashley battled Seth freaking Rollins in a thrilling match. Just when Lashley had the match won with the Hurt Lock firmly applied to the visionary, his former Hurt Business cohort, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, hit the ring to, call, to cause a dis- disqualification. The Almighty proceeded to fight off his adversaries while Rollins looked on, ending in chaos when he disposed of Alex- Alexander and tackled Benjamin right through the ringside barricade. The calamity allowed for SmackDown Tag Champions, the Usos, to make their presence felt by nailing Rollins with a double super kick, delivering a painful message ahead of the Royal Rumble on behalf of the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns in the process. So nobody really won this match then? Lashley won by disqualification. Okay. Yep. At what point are we going to have this Lashley and uh, potential MVP split up? Because it sure seems like the Hurt Business keeps sticking around. And they're wearing the Hurt Business attire, even though they're supposed to be all with MVP. So is MVP trying to screw Lashley right now? Yeah. Because it sure seems like it of late. Just this question I have. It does, man. It's kind of crazy to see what's going on. And I think that maybe, maybe MVP has something to do with all this. It's starting to seem like it. We'll see what happens as we um, get through the Rumble. Because it might that might be the start of that split. I'm just saying, it just seems odd that they keep showing up and doing this, wiring Hurt Business attire and attacking the only two guys that are supposedly still left of the Hurt Business. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, it's weird. All right, so let's move over to SmackDown. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns would raise the stakes of the Royal Rumble Universal title showdown. On SmackDown, tag team champions Jimmy and Jey Uso kicked off SmackDown with an acknowledgement of the 508-day record-breaking reign of Roman Reigns, now the longest reigning Universal Champion in history, which is surprising considering how long freaking Brock Lesnar held it for all the times he missed. You know what the difference is? 
He fights. Roman yeah. fights. Yeah, I know. He's there. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. It just seems odd that it's t- he actually broke the record despite how long it seemed like right now. It uh, was Ro- just easier Ro- for freaking Brock because Brock was never there. Yeah, I know. So, I'm just saying, that's why it just seems odd that he broke it, considering how much time Lesnar always seemed to miss. Yeah, so I'm glad he broke it. Somebody needed to broke his dumbass record. Right. Even though he's, he's retained in some controversial ways. But at least he's there. Yep. We're giving him that. He's been there. Anyways. So, just eight days before Rollins was scheduled to challenge Reigns for the title at the Royal Rumble, however, the visionary interrupted the celebration and drew attention to how much help the Usos, the unappreciated longest reigning champion, uh, unappreciated longest reigning SmackDown tag team champions in history, have provided in keeping Reigns champion. Huh, imagine that. Rollins then proposed that if he and a partner of his choosing defeated Jimmy and Jane, the SmackDown main event, the nefarious Usos would be barred from ringside at the premium live event on January 29th. After the Usos jumped at the challenge, Rollins' surprising partner emerged. To be Kevin Owens. Reigns then cut uh, Owens' music short and added his own caveat. If Rollins and his partner lost the match, Rollins would forfeit his universal title opportunity. Ooh. How about them apples? Those are some high stakes there. Yes, sir. All right. The first match of the night, though, was Kofi Kingston taking on Madcap Moss. Following the biggest victory of Madcap Moss's career last week over the former WWE champion Kofi Kingston, the Hand of the King called upon Big E to keep Happy Corbin in check during the rematch. The powerhouse of positivity made his presence felt when he hurled the interfering Corbin into an unforgiving steel steps at ringside, and Kingston triumphed over Madcap with an explosive kick out of nowhere. After the bell, Happy Corbin opted to keep his distance. When he wouldn't engage with Big E, the former WWE champion hit Moss with a big ending. In his place. What's going on with Big E? Why is he on SmackDown all of a sudden? Well, you know, since WWE has decimated their roster to basically a single roster, it's kind of easy now just to have people show up whenever they need it. True. Plus, you know, he's always willing to help his um, New Day compadres whenever they need it. And Kingston is... Um, what's it, what, is he still out with COVID? Still out with... COVID, isn't it? I thought he got an in- I thought he had an injury or something. Or he broke his leg or something. I thought they said it was COVID. I don't know. I don't know either. But so he needed Kofi needed assistance to make sure it was a a fair match and Biggie, of course, was happy to oblige. Yep. So there you go. Alright, the next match we had uh Alea taking on Natalia. After establishing a world record for the fastest victory in WWE history over Natalia, the up and comer once again battled the three time Guinness World Record holder. When Alea, when Alea, oh, I'm trying to say Natalia and Alea all at the same time. And Alea, uh, Alea once again turned into a competitive effort against Natalia. The frustrated third generation superstar refused to follow through with officials' instructions and got herself disqualified. When Natalia continued to brutally beat down Alea after the bell, the protector, Zeli, uh, suddenly emerged to engage Natalia and send the attacker heading for the hills. Yeah, man. Sometimes that's how it goes. So this is what it is with it. Don't pick a fight with a third-generation superstar that you don't think you can handle. Especially when you piss her off. Yeah. All right, next up, the Viking Raiders took on Los Lotharios. 
After earning a SmackDown Tag Team title opportunity against the Usos last week on SmackDown, Eric and Ivar scored a victory over Los Lotharios after hitting an incredible combination World's Strongest Slam spine buster on both of their opponents at once. They followed up with a Viking Express for the victory. Making quick work of it. Because mm-hmm. that's the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We like it. Yeah. We like quick work on teams we don't care for. Or superstars. Very much so. Next up, women's SmackDown champion Charlotte Flair took on Naomi. Following Sonya Deville's continued antics at the expense of Naomi week after week, the official WWE official opted to make herself the special guest referee in the glowing Superstars Championship contender rematch against SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Not surprisingly, Deville did not call the action down the middle. When Flair attempted to lock in the figure four, Naomi managed to push her opponent away, and in the process, the Queen knocked the official out of the ring. Naomi quickly gained the advantage and hit the uh, rear view for a long pin attempt. As she did, however, Deville took her time resetting herself outside the ring and didn't even try to climb back in and attempt a three count. When the Queen turned to the tide and locked in the figure four, though, Deville entered the ring quickly and called for the bell without Naomi ever tapping out. Later, all screw job. Right. Later, WWE official Adam Pearce, alongside visiting Hall of Famer Eric Bischoff, informed DeVille that her issues with Naomi had to end. As a result, she would have a one-on-one match against the GLOW next week. Did you say Eric Bischoff? Yes, WWE Hall of Famer Eric Bischoff. Watch out, man. Eric Bischoff, he's coming back. It'll It'll get crazy on SmackDown. And again, what the hell is with Deville's infatuation with Naomi and trying to? I have no get idea. I don't even get it. Is it just like a, you know, like a authority, babyface situation? It's starting to seem like it. Or she has a Mondo crush on her and just won't admit to it, and she's playing weird child games. Then there's that. Just saying, I'm not trying to be weird about it, but if you know Sonia Deville's personal life, she is actually gay. So. You never know. They could be doing a weird storyline, not like crazy weird storyline like that, but just saying, no, it's because they didn't have a crush on her or whatever, you know. Oh, yeah. So. Could be. Anyways, so Sami Zayn is doing the insane Daredevil show again for the second week in a row and attempt to out Jackass, Jackass star Johnny Knoxville with, her, <laughs> with a heroic stunt. In his latest attempt, the Master of Jesus claimed that he would test the livestock Jolt 3000 cattle prod on himself. Zane then proceeded to shock himself at two different settings and appeared he successfully did what he needed to do. However, Knoxville would emerge to point out that the Master of Jesus had forgot to switch the cattle prod on. He then zapped Zane in, for real and sent the shocked superstar over the top rope in or out to the to their participation in the Royal Rumble match. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun, dude. Johnny Knoxville, he's just he's hilarious. He is. I you, can't even believe they got Jack Jackass coming back, dude. It's so cool. I know. And for the love of God, WWE, just let Knoxville last for a while, at least in the match. Don't give us an in and out. Just... Let him go for a little bit. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it will be. He's going to make it entertaining. We know he's not going to win, but the fact that he's there and he'll just bring the entertainment value to it that much more. Exactly. 
So just don't screw it up and go, okay, he gets eliminated by Zane quickly. And you'll be like, what? That'd just be stupid. Just let Knoxville stick around. Give him maybe like five, ten minutes. Five to ten minutes. I think ten minutes. You really get a good laugh out of it um, with Knox, Knoxville. All right, next up we had Sheamus taking on Ricochet. After Ricochet came up short against Sheamus last week, the determined superstar tried his luck again against the Celtic Warrior. This time, however, the injured Rich Holland reemerged to take his place in Sheamus' corner to cheer him on. Sheamus looked better than ever when he grounded the high-flying adversary with an earth-shattering bro kick for the win. Yeah, poor Ricochet uh, is not being utilized to his uh, full max potential. And uh, I don't know what the hell they're doing with Sheamus and this this new dude, but I don't like it. Well, it's his protege. I do like it. It's his protege. I don't from give a shit who he is. He's Irish and he's got the stick together. You know, that's the way of the leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, you knew I had to throw that one in there. Yes, sir. Some tall ass leprechaun, but still. <laughs> Anyways, it's just, uh, I really wish they'd just go ahead and let Ricochet go so he can go try to flourish somewhere else. Because they're not doing him any favors. No, they're not. He would do a lot better on Impact, AEW, New Japan. Anything would be better than what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Even a run in the Indies would just do him a world of good. Because at least then he can kind of build some momentum again. You know, it's, it's terrible. Ricochet should have been Intercontinental or United States Champion and had a good reign with it for a while now. And he hasn't even had that. He's... I think he would have been WWE champion at one point, and they just won't He's do it. He's very talented, and they just kind of screwed it over. Yeah, they dropped the ball on Ricochet. All right, next up, the main event, Seth freaking Rollins and Kevin Owens taking on the Usos by disqualification. Oh, ending on a tag team match. Oh, that's very AEW. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, in SmackDown's tag team main event, Kevin Owens tried to help Seth Rollins get the Usos barred from the Visionaries Universal title match against Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Rollins executed a vicious stomp before he could even blink, though. He was stopped in his tracks when Roman Reigns emerged out of nowhere and blasted his one-time brother with a Superman punch. As a result, the head of the table's interference, Rollins and Owens won the high-stakes matchup by disqualification. The Usos would be banned from ringside from the Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble. Roman, don't think you were thinking there, brother. I don't think he was thinking at all. That was stupid. Unless he just wants to do it on his own, doesn't care. Prove a point, I guess. I don't know what's going on. It's <laughs> just, I mean, but how barred are they really going to be? At what point do we have the referee knocked out in this match? All hell breaks loose. They're laying out. Seth Rollins is going to get ready to stomp. Roman, and then all of a sudden he kicks two super kicks into the chin. Yeah. Because the Usos run out and do it for him, and then run away. Like, they were never there. Because remember, we've had this bard before, and they showed up. Yeah. When the referee was knocked out. I can't remember which champion. I think it was against Kevin Owens at one point, wasn't it? They were barred? I think so. From one of their matches? And then the ref was knocked out. Owens was getting ready to try to do a stunner or pop-up powerbomb to Roman, and he ate two sweet sweet chin musics. Yep. From the Usos, two super kicks, I two guess. Two super kicks. Can't call it sweet chin musics. No, because they aren't good enough for that. 
True. They, do, they do do a good super kick, though. Yeah. I, this is where I kind of want to see Young Bucks versus Usos because I want to see who has the better super kicks. True. <laughs> super kick party! <laughs> you get a super kick! You get a super kick! Everybody gets a super kick! Right. <laughs> and then one of them turns around and super kicks the other because that would just be the best way to do it well that's it brother we're, we're done here yes, it was fun man and Absolutely. I can't wait because next week we get to preview the rumble and uh, yes. we get to have some fun dude absolutely it's going to be fantastic can't wait uh, we got some great matches for the rumble we'll talk about that all next week looking forward to this universal match title match we got the uh, WWE match it's going to be pretty fun and entertaining hopefully if WWE does not fuck that up, to say the least. <laughs> just, just throw it out there. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. There's a good chance they could just fuck it up. They could fuck it up. But I'm just looking forward to see who is the one that gets to challenge any of the champions. Either champion. So, looking forward to that. And I swear to God, if you pull another bullshit NXT one again, I'm going to be pissed. I'm getting tired of that shit. Yeah. Put, t- put NXT back as the developmental brand. This NXT 2.0 shit is retarded. Yeah. I'm getting tired of this crap. Anyways. So, that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sports talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sports talk W I T Cooper, the letter N Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.